Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are pumped that y'all are here. We are pumped to be here. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good day. We are talking all about the things we wish our mom's generation knew about dating, which if y'all have been listening for the past, what, at least three seasons, we've started unintentionally, but kind of ironically having (laughs) at least one episode a season that's slightly snarky and passive aggressive. But also helpful. Yeah. Um, so that's what this episode is going to be. It is going to be helpful. I think it's going to, yeah. And I think we've, our list is a good, like, helpful list. Yes. I think it came from a place. This one, where some of the others, the episodes were actually a little more snarky and passive aggressive. This one came from that place, yes. I feel like, for sure. Yes. And it's kind of, like, come to a constructive place. Yeah. Because I, I feel like this will be good hopefully to like spark conversations with yes. people you know whether it's your mom or just people in that age range and yeah. generational segment um because dating is very different which oh, we'll talk has. about yes um but yeah we're gonna talk, we're gonna dive deep on all that it's gonna be Love fun it. before we do that though let's um go over the usual things at the top here first one social media if you don't follow us on social media you should um we try to do good about posting, but we go through spurts where we don't. I'll just admit it up front. So, but there's always funny things on there too. Yes, there's look always at. that. So, LFTM underscore podcast is our Instagram. So go follow us over there. Um, we also have a Facebook group that we have just recently started. Not a page, but a group for you guys, and it's so cool. There's like, I don't know. I think we're probably getting close to a hundred of you guys in there now, That's awesome. which is not a ton, but it's enough to where it's not like three people you know you me and one yeah, or two others one other person but it's enough to where like y'all can like I love seeing comments where someone's like oh I love doing that too or oh you know I listen to that podcast or oh I do this like so I'm just really excited for you guys to be able to kind of form some some friendships and kind of maybe find a kindred spirit as you're navigating all of this dating stuff so that is on Facebook that is called um LFTM community if you go search for that you can request to join and I try to get people um added pretty quickly to that also if you don't want to have to go to all that trouble of searching if you are on our newsletter there is a button for getting in there in the newsletter that comes out every Thursday so you can keep an eye out for that if you haven't signed up for the newsletter head over to our website or the link in our bio on Instagram. Um, Lookingforthemiddle.com is the website and you can sign up for the newsletter there. There's a button up at the top. So I think that rounds out the housekeeping at the top of the show. So Kristen, let's move over now to your favorite segment, which is your question of the day. (laughs) And that was said with all the sarcasm in the world. I am so bad at picking these. Um, Okay. I literally ended up on a list that was like 151 questions of the day for children. Oh, fun. Because that's where we're at. Um, (laughs) Okay. If you had one extra hour in the day, Uh how would you spend it? Am I allowed to say sleep or is that kind of a... That's a given. Okay. So something else. So not sleeping... I'd probably be learning a new skill. Mm. Like I have this running list of things that I want to like learn how to do. Yeah. Gardening is one. 
Um, Ooh, so probably fun. like, yeah, gardening is one. I would really like to like get good at baking, like not necessarily like, oh, bake a cake and decorate it, but like be able to make my own like pastry dough or like different things like Ooh, that. That's fun. So I have this running list of things. So probably if I had an extra hour a day, I would just block it off for whatever skill I was working on at the moment. And it would probably change over time. That's a great answer. But I'm always saying that because you told me I could say sleep. So yeah, sleep. Less, less sleep I sound is, too productive. No, sleep is always the first choice. <laughs> um, that's so, yeah, a really that's good mine. answer. Um, I would read. Mm. I would love to have an hour where like, I would love for it to be manipulated where, Kristen, you only get this hour if you spend it reading. Ah. So that I wouldn't try to like do something do else with things. it. And I have so many books. So many books that I want to read that I haven't mm. read yet. So yeah, I would read. I like that one. Yeah. Mainly fiction. I don't want it to be like, I mean, I like reading nonfiction, but I like the escape of just reading something that's not real. So that would be mine. Cool. Okay. So are we ready to jump in for today? Yes. I do want to make one disclaimer before we start. I know this is like called things we wish our moms knew or whatever, but this is not a, like, so we came from like a snarky place, whatever. We don't sit around and snark about our mom's about these specific things, like several of these, maybe even a good many of these, don't really even apply to my mom specifically. She's great about this stuff. Yeah. So I don't want y'all to think that. I also know our moms probably listen, and I don't want them to think we're actually talking about this kind of like, oh my word, are they trying to tell me something through this episode? <laughs> and I don't even know. Well, that's oh not gosh. what this is, okay? No. But as a general overarching theme, as far as an older generation, these are the things we wish they knew. And these come from stories friends have told us things we've seen and experienced and whatever so this is not a hit piece on our moms yes good call <laughs> okay so let's start here we have a list as we always do seven things we wish our mom's generation knew about dating today first thing and this one is broad we're going to take it um into the details in a second is that times have changed dating just does not work the same anymore it's not what it used to be it's not viewed the same it's not executed the same it's not approached the same and I think like our parents generation has their mental memory of how they approach dating and they're like well why don't you just do the same thing and I'm like trust me even if I wanted to you can't no that's how you end up doesn't work episode in a few weeks which is good ways to end up alone (laughs) (laughs) so it's just not the same anymore and I think that's a hard with anything why would they understand that? You know what I mean? Like they have no reason to know the ins and outs of dating yeah. today. I mean, it, especially if they're not, I mean, who knows? Maybe your parents are in the dating world today and they probably have a really much better idea of, of what we're talking about. So they're probably not who we're talking to in this, but for the most part, they don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating, but then you have to remember, like, I need to give them great it's like how you feel when or at least how i feel when i help my parents with technology (laughs) like it's just not like you know what they just don't know they're trying they just don't bless their little hearts yes um so yeah it's just you you can't blame them but then i know it gets frustrating at the same time because you're like why can you not just understand that this is different but if you've never experienced it it's hard to wrap your brain around that okay so if you are in that generation of which we speak and you are listening to this either of your own volition or because your daughter or whoever sent you this and said hey mom listen to this 
we're going to dive into now some of the ways things have changed mm-hmm. because that's a really easy thing for us to say well things are things are different mom things aren't the same date you don't understand dating's not how it used to be and if you just leave it at that that's not really helpful so we have a list here of one two three four five ways or reasons that it's different now yeah buckle up here we go so the first thing is the fact that we live in a very digital age which is not was not the case when our parents were dating um to hear my dad talk about the first computer he ever saw is absolutely comical because it was like yes. the size of a room and it was just like code yeah um and my dad green. <laughs> my dad was a computer science major in the early 80s so oh gosh times have changed since yes. then that's for sure <laughs> yes so you think I and mean, i know when we say oh it's digital people immediately go to online dating and yes that's true and we'll talk about that but like we also have texting which they did not have available to them we have social media we have FaceTime. Like our parents well, yeah. literally had landlines and in-person dates. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, phones that weren't attached to the wall is yeah a novel thing compared to that. And I mean, I, I heard someone say, I mean, this has been years ago, but I was like, wow, it's so true. Calling someone and saying, hey, where are you, is a very new thing. I've never because thought up about until now, that. where we had cell phones and you just took them with you. When you called someone, you knew where they were. Yeah. Because that's where you called. Where you called. You You called a place. And so it's prevalent Mm -hmm. and it affects everything. Like the amount of information that's available to you, like that. I snapped if that didn't (laughs) come through. Um, It's just astounding. Yeah. Well, and you think about too. You know, I've talked about on here before how my parents only dated for two and a half months before they got engaged. But they were like, we saw each other all the time. And when we weren't seeing each other, we were on the phone. And, but because they didn't have a whole lot of other outlets, yeah, it was mainly hanging out in person. And so that did kind of expedite things. Whereas like, we can still do that now, but we have so many other ways to communicate. We can, well, yeah. you know, be like, oh, we live an hour away. So hey do you want to facetime tonight because i'm getting off work late or whatever and we're not you know you're getting more time because you're not spending the time in the car or there's a long distance i feel like there's much more common now because our world has expanded because of technology and all of that and gotten smaller at the same time yeah well and it's easier to be able to do those things but like you said there's a a downside too of it's not face-to-face interaction. Um, and on top of that, with, I don't know, with people getting married later, with careers being established first, it's not as much from like from our early, earlier generations when people went to school and then they got married. Um, so you had all this time to spend together because you were probably in high school or college. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now... Like, even if someone did live 20 minutes away from me, well, I have to work all day, every day. I have this that's going on. I have, you know, church. I have things that you can't just drop and they wouldn't expect you to. But even if you live close by, it's different than seeing each other every day at school or just hanging out while you do homework after class. Um you still may only see each other on the weekends. You still may have to FaceTime in the middle of the week because that's all the time you have. Yeah. Um, and so it does kind of draw out that process a little bit. Yeah. And my mom made a good point the other day. She was talking about even just how church has changed since. Yeah. Like from now to when they were in church. Cause she talked about like 
you know, you were there Sunday morning and then you had served, like you went out to lunch mm. and then you had service Sunday night. And then she's like, and then you had Monday night visitation yeah. and then you had a Wednesday night church service and then probably you prayer meeting one of the other prayer nights. prayer meetings <laughs> or like Bible study. And yeah. then, you know, you were like doing all of your community was rooted in church. Mm. And so if you met somebody in church, you still saw them four or five times that's a week so true and whereas now that's not the case if you have uh-huh. church twice a week i feel like that's even people don't have sunday night services anymore yeah unless it's like a oh this is just another service time we offer of the same right. thing sunday morning um and a lot of churches still do wednesday nights yeah but more so for small groups small and groups like and that. youth mm-hmm. than they do the youth that makes the youth. Sound <laughs> student ministry though yeah then like having a Wednesday night service for adults. Mm -hmm. And so that's even different. So it's just people's you're not, unless you're meeting somebody at work, the likelihood of you seeing them several times a week because of a part of your life that overlaps, it's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I think the digital stuff has ramped up so much because we realize oh, I met this guy at this thing that I only go to every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I need to figure out other ways to talk to him or see him yeah. or whatever because I have a job and he has a job and we have friends and we have other things and, you know, while we're figuring this out, yeah, I'm not going to see him every day. So yep. I think that's a huge... I think that's probably the biggest Yeah, impact change. and change. Yeah, and it's the hardest one to explain because yeah. there's no way our parents will ever experience that. Uh-uh. It, in the context of dating, yeah. they can get on social media and they can, you know, do whatever, but they'll right. never understand the impact that that has on a dating relationship. Yeah. And so it's tough. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, the next thing is just that I put I, our notes here have that commitment timelines are all messed up. Mm-hmm. And I think what we mean by that is like today, it used to be, you made a commitment to someone and you were committed and like your, your parents after two and a half months of dating, did they know, I mean, we sit there and go, Oh my word. How could you know enough about that person to make that kind of commitment then? But to them, it was like, okay, we figured out what we need to. We line up on these big things. We are committing to each other and whatever else we find out, we'll deal with. Obviously they knew enough to know that there weren't any big secrets. Yeah. But there were things that I'm sure came up after that they're married they're committed they're married i'm sure there are things that came up that if they happened to someone today who was not even to that point probably they would have broken up i bet anything i love kristen's parents i don't i'm not i'm not sitting here thinking (laughs) of like these certain things you can also that about my parents anyone yeah but they made that commitment and then you work through those things whereas today it's almost flipped to the point of we want to know everything about someone to the point that we feel like the relationship would be easy with them. It's not going to be all that hard work. It's not going to be whatever. It'll just be easy. And we want to know all of that before we make a commitment. Instead of saying, no, I'm committing to you and I'm accepting of your flaws and all of those things, our commitment timeline is just completely backwards now. Yeah. It's like the way we were talking about it before we started recording was it's like we try to make dating so casual but then we also like screw that up royally and make it too committed all at the same time. Like, yeah, that's more on the Christian standpoint, but like, it's just so all over the place. It's like, we don't want to really commit, but we don't date multiple people at the same time. Like, I feel like that's the thing my 
parents and even more so my grandparents talk about like you went out with one guy Friday and another guy Saturday if yes. he asked you and I'm like excuse what? you no <laughs> you floozy like what are you doing <laughs> grandma seriously <laughs> got like a grandma that's a player or something like what the heck but it's just so like you said the commitment timeline is skewed because we're trying so hard to make it casual but we're scared to commit because we know the weight of it and but they're really like we're putting too much weight on it mm-hmm. early unintentionally a lot of times it's just so convoluted like it's yeah yeah it's that that's what i'm not even, I don't even yeah words. well it's just so like mixed up and i think a part of that and they go hand in hand i don't know if it's a chicken and the egg situation i feel like with today there are so many different stages to dating yeah don't okay, get me so started on the talking stage. <laughs> Don't do the it. Talking stage. But it's talking. like, okay, we're just talking, which means. You know what? Hold on. Let me. I okay. never interrupt, but you let me. You go oh my for gosh. it. So let me give y'all an example of the talking okay. stage. So I am at my middle school basketball banquet the other night. Okay. okay. I have a little seventh grader on my team. She's absolutely adorable. <laughs> and she, uh, we're all taking pictures after the banquet's yeah. over because there was like a balloon arch and whatever. And so we had all been taking pictures and her and one of the. Uh, oh. boys from the, I think he's in eighth grade, so he she has Watch a thing out. for liking these older boys. But they go to take a picture, and I had no idea that this was a thing. Oh, and so I look okay. at one of my other players. I'm like, "Is this happening?" Like, yeah. And she was like, "Oh yeah, this is a thing." And I'm like, "Are they like dating?" And I'm like, "Oh no, they're not dating. They're just a thing." Um, this is the first just time a thing. just a thing. But then she's like, "This is they're just talking." But like, this is the first time they've seen each other since they've been talking. They literally go up. Me and Kevin were talking about it afterwards. They go take the. They don't look at each other. They take the picture. They they put their arm around each other. Okay. You know, super awkwardly like middle schoolers do. Aww. She just got braces, so she's all, smiling with her mouth Aww. closed because she's so self conscious. She's. They smile, take the picture, immediately walk away from each other. Don't talk. Don't do anything. Oh my. Word. And I'm like, but they'll probably go home and text each other all night. All yeah. these like three word text messages. Back to the digital age. There's a downfall. Yes. It's you, like you get don't communicate so, in person. Yeah. You get so much more comfortable hiding behind your screen. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, this is what middle schoolers do. Yes. This is not what adults should be doing. Thank you. And there are so many adults that still do. Oh, we're a thing. Oh, we're talking. Oh, we're this. Oh, we're that. We see each other in person and it's this weird, awkward thing. But then I'm going to go home and text you for 14 hours. Yep. And that's dramatic. But like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting thinking, like, this is, this should die in middle school. Thank you. Maybe early high school. Thank you. And it just hasn't, and it's so frustrating. It is. Sorry. That's no, I get it. And that, no, it's, it's so true because you have like, okay, we're talking. And then I guess once you go out this arbitrary number of times after talking, well, then you're dating, but it's not official. Like we're just dating. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, it's your boyfriend. No, 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 no. We're just dating. And then it's like, oh, well you have to like somehow both know when you're ready to not be just dating and actually be boyfriend and girlfriend but he has to ask and he has to like make sure and you it's like it's like a i don't know we laugh because you like used to just be there were marriage proposals and now you have to be like oh will you be my girlfriend it's like yes. this precursor to will you marry me and then there's people proposing to go to their promposals <laughs> like it's just gotten so out of hand there's all this stuff that yeah. you have to remember and keep up with and like have you had a dtr and what are your expectations and where is this going is it serious well i don't know we're just dating or is it serious well he's a boyfriend but he's not a serious boyfriend mm-hmm. like what yeah what in the world that's what was... i can't even keep up with all no. of it well that was what was so funny last night when kevin and i were talking he was like 
what what dates do I need to remember where you're not going to get mad at me? Seriously. And I'm like, our wedding anniversary? And he was like, is that it? I'm like, I mean, it'd be nice if you remembered when you proposed. Just as like, a, oh, today was the day that I proposed. Yeah. But not, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I still have to look at my calendar on like what day we started dating. And when we said, I love you. Like, I marked all of that. So I is would remember. Okay. But I For don't real. like... We don't sell, like, for the first few months, we're like, oh, we've been dating for four months or whatever. But now it's like, I'm not going to expect, I don't even, I think it's the 27th of June, but I'm not 100% sure. Is this a, that's my dad's birthday. Oh, I was going to say, is that a thing most girls remember? I don't think so. I literally had to write it down. Okay. Because I was like. Now my sister does. Okay. But they've been dating for six years. So they have an anniversary. Yeah. I was talking to someone. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing this guy. And she goes, oh, well, is it official? Like, what's your date? And I'm like, my date? I don't know. That was, was like, my sister. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I'll I'm call like, her out. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, am I supposed to remember this? And anyway, yeah. then when you said that, I'm like, oh, man, am I actually supposed to remember these things when I'm, like, seeing someone? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, good. So but- wedding anniversary is a must. Yeah. Obviously. Proposal if, date is. If you just remember that, yeah preferred yeah okay preferred um like my parents don't remember the day of their first date okay i think i remember mine <laughs> <laughs> anywho okay. oh gosh yeah yeah yeah. So, but just it but is it's so there's show. so many there's things so many things of like okay this is when we started talking this is the day we became official this is the day this this is the day that yeah. like it's a lot to keep up with and i feel well, like that goes into this whole commitment thing and what's so crazy too now is the number of people who will talk about like oh yeah we kissed before we started dating yeah like that's so crazy too to me i'm like oh i mean like were y'all dating but you just weren't official but you kissed in the middle or like were y'all just like hanging out or whatever that means i hate when people say that too <laughs> talking and hanging out or both the, oh my gosh but it's just like what you have no commitment with this person and yeah. you're just like planning one on them like okay yeah which leads us to our next um thing on no, our we- list here of <laughs> times have changed and here's one way they have go ahead Kristen. uh girls are a lot more forward now mm-hmm. um which can be equal parts good and intimidating if you are not a naturally forward female yes looking in the mirror um <laughs> that was something that really I don't know, like intimidated me. And my mom is very much like this, even Mm. though girls weren't super forward. Yeah. While she was dating, my mom is a very like, go after what you want. Right. Make it happen kind of a person. And I was on the other hand, like, well, if it's not, I don't want to make something happen if it's not supposed to. How would really liked me? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was trying to find that middle ground of like, I'm not going to sit at home and wait to date the Amazon delivery guy, but I'm also not going to just force something right. either. And I feel like that was really hard for me when I would see girls getting into relationships because they were the ones that were initiating yeah. things. I'm like, okay, I want this. Like, is this just you the way it is now? Yeah. yeah. Like, do I, I just have to like suck it up and do this or like... Is it still okay for me to wait for a guy who's going to initiate something? Yes, it is. Obviously, we just talked about this in the couch. There's nothing wrong with a girl asking a guy out if she wants to. However, I still would say that's probably not best. Yeah. And I, I'll just be blunt here. I love when you're blunt. Um, Go for it. In this and anything else, women have to step into these roles because guys don't. 
basically if we never require them to what 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 movie is that oh it's think like a man i've never seen it i know you said you made that face at me last time i said i hadn't seen it i know go ahead you would actually really like it's not high school music bethany hasn't seen high school musical if y'all want to send in the hate mail you can um i will 100 percent support it but you would actually like think like a man um language is a little rough for people who are listening so be advised but um Steve Harvey wrote the book, Act yeah. Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Okay. And so there are like five couples in the, I think five couples in the movie. Gotcha. And all the girls get the book and start oh, to implement his strategies okay. without the guys knowing. And um, one of the girls has been like, well, it's Gabrielle Union, has been oh, living yeah. with her boyfriend for like four or five years. It's basically a frat house. Yeah. He won't commit. He won't oh, propose. He won't do anything. And the chapter is basically like he has not proposed because you have not required him to. Yeah. Or he has not grown up because you have not required him to. And I know that's a little like, it's a bit, it's a bit much, but But the principle is like, if you have an expectation and you don't, I'm not saying you got to manipulate the guy, but like if you want to be with a guy who's going to take initiative, but yet you're the one taking all the initiative, you can't get mad at him when he doesn't take any initiative yeah. because you haven't really given him any space to right. maybe that's a better way to put it yeah well and it, yeah like with that he's not taking initiative he's not growing up he is in this passive place and instead of saying no if that's a standard that you want to hold someone to saying okay no i'm going to walk away from this we in our insecurity of being alone and not wanted step into that role because the guys don't mm-hmm. and so then why would he because you already did and so instead of saying, nope, I'm walking away from the potential of whatever this could be because I don't want that, we put ourselves in that position. And so I think in dating or in anything, when we step into a role that a man should be taking because he's not, we're not helping ourselves because we're taking over a role that we shouldn't have and we're not helping him because we're not calling him to excellence and to being what the Lord has called him to be as a man we're taking that over. And I think that's exactly what you see in the fall um, is that we are to like, that's part of it. And that like, we're striving after taking over the man's role and that is not going to work out well for us. No. And so, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. No, you're good. Offend people. (laughs) No, you're good. I think these last two of y'all, the times have changed point is like, half the episode so the <laughs> yes. last we said we had seven things the last six are like rapid not rapid fire but <laughs> a little more concise but there are two more reasons we feel like time has changed i feel like yes. these go hand in hand so Bethany, why don't you like break these down okay they do and these are more we're talking about times have changed in dating things are different and these are more taking a look back at maybe causes as to why Mm-hmm. You know, the other things were just like facts of the matter and that things are different. This is looking back at maybe some contributors as to why. Why is dating different? Why do we approach it different? Why are we getting married later than people ever have before? And I think these two things are huge contributors. The first one we kind of were just touching on of like a generation that as a whole raised their children to extend their adolescence indefinitely is not helpful to anyone. Um, and that's what so many people in our generation were raised to be they were raised to do what you want and go where you want spend money how you want take care of yourself first you know establish your career find yourself like be whatever you want to be all of these things that basically just extend someone's adolescence and doesn't ever make them grow up and actually make adult decisions and do hard things and be a grown-up yeah and so that 
when you have a lot of people running around not acting like grown-ups, they're going to get married later. They're going to mature later. All of those things. But I think no, they weren't pushed in the first place because everybody got a trophy and everybody got whatever they wanted and no one was held to a standard. And I'm using terms like everyone and no one. Y'all know what I mean. Yeah. That's not, isn't like at across the board. Yeah. Thing. But I also but, feel like too, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I feel like parents helping too much. Yeah. Like my, my dad's talked to me about this a lot of like, there's a fine line and like, you don't want your kids to fail, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you can't save them from everything. Like, or it's just not a realistic, like it's not a good way to set them up for life because you're yeah. not always going to be there to protect them from everything. Uh-huh. And sometimes they need to learn some tougher lessons and it's not like, Oh, I'm going to let you fall on your face. But I can't bail you out of everything. And Uh there are some parents who just bail their kids out of everything, whether that's financially, Mm -hmm. whether that's jail. Yeah. Disciplinary, (laughs) (laughs) however you want to go about that. But, you know, if you if you're a parent and you're listening, like I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that I know exactly how to do your job. But. I know that there have been times where like I've learned lessons that I'm really grateful I learned and I'm really grateful that my parents didn't just give me the easy way out of it. More of a, you got yourself into this mess and the best thing we can do for you is let you figure out how to get out of it. And we'll support you and love you through it. But like, we're not going to be the white knight. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I completely agree. Cause that's, that's going to translate to if that's your mentality and then you get married, that's going to make it really hard to leave and cleave. Yeah. When every other time you've been like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to run home to my parents Mm -hmm. when I need something. It's like, no, you got to figure it out. You're the, you're, you're going to be the parents soon. Like you've got, (laughs) you've got to do this. You know, countdown is on. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's tough on both parties, but at the same time, I think it's for the best. And like Bethany said, the last thing you want is to extend anyone's adolescence, like let them grow up. Like that's what they're supposed to do. That's what we're all supposed to do. Exactly. And then the second thing here, the last part of this times have changed point is that I think, and we've looked at this before the actual statistics involved with this, but the skyrocketing divorce rates of the previous generation, it maybe even previous two, have had a great impact I don't mean good. I mean like monumental, massive. massive impact on the rising marriage age of this generation. Um, and I know that from looking at like studies that have been done and different things, but also from just like talking to people that I know that I ask questions about, I want to know things of people are terrified of repeating what they saw the previous generation. They're terrified of, you know, going through that again they saw what that did to the marriage and the family and all of those things and they're terrified of that happening to them and so as an alternative they say well I'm going to wait until I know every little possible thing about this person and I know that there's no way it could not work out and I know what's going to happen and I have everything figured out and I'm going to do that until I know that like we're going back to like this will be easy this won't be hard like I can handle this it'll be fine we won't have to work go through hard things and I'm not going to end up in that same place. And so that's why you see people getting married later and later and not at all. That's why you see people living together so much before they're married. That's why you see all of these things because as a whole marriage was not modeled well for our generation to put it bluntly. Yeah. Um, 
and you're you're dealing with the fallout of that in a sinful world yeah yeah i don't really have anything to add to that other than <laughs> yes and amen so <laughs> i think we have established then that times, times have changed, changed. things yes. are different things are very um, different so that wraps up point one yes um let's hit point if two you were now listening and you realize we have seven don't worry <laughs> It's kind of like when you're at church and the pastor's like, okay, first point, second point. And then he gets to the third one and I'm like, you got like seven minutes left. Yeah. Like, how are we going <laughs> to? It's amazing how like, I feel like point two is always the shortest with pastors and I don't know why. Point one takes forever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I got to cut half a point two to make sure I get to point three. <laughs> exactly. Or if you were my pastor growing up, be like, I have three points. I'm only going to make it through one and a half. And we're like, great. He's like, check the sermon notes on the website if you <laughs> yeah. want the whole thing. Oh, uh, well, no, that's funny. Ours does the same thing, but it's like, well, this will just be two parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to extend the preaching schedule. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So, so Bethany, what's point two? Point two. <laughs> point two of things we wish our mom's generation knew about dating is that my singleness is not something you have to explain away when you talk about me. Mm. I'm like, oh, poor Bethany. She's single. But you know, y'all know that's my There's soapbox. always a but. It's, uh, and you say but as if it's like, but don't worry. She's a very normal person. She's yeah. a she's a full functioning human being. She's single. And I've used this example before of there was a missionary from the, that our church supports who had been here. And he was talking about this ministry or these two women. And he meant nothing by it. Sweetest person. But it just solidified in my mind that like what irks me about this is like he was talking about these two women who do this like great ministry work in their church, like great work. And with both of them, he's like talking about these women. And he's like, you know, so-and-so and, you know, kind of told who they were. And then he was like, well, and she's single, but she does all of this great stuff. She's single. I mean, he didn't say she's single over and over, but like he would say she's single, but you know, she's really productive and she does all this stuff for the Lord. And, da, 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 da. and it's like the comparison being, She's single, but somehow she has managed to overcome that and actually be a productive part of society. Yeah. And I feel like this is unique to the church. Um, and so that's something I wish that our a previous generation, or maybe even two, realized is that would I like to be married? Sure. Do I wish it had happened sooner? Sure. But I'm not... And that's okay. And it's not something that you have to like explain away or compensate for or sweep under the rug. I'm still me. It's just who I am. Yeah. And so I wish that was something that they didn't feel like they had to justify. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even less of a person. No. Well, and I feel like too, there's this pressure when like, I don't know if this was the case when this guy was talking about the two missionaries, but if like, let's say the other one was married. Mm Mm-hmm. And because he talked about like, oh yeah, her and her husband and they have two kids and then you feel like you have to acknowledge the marital status and family state of the other person. You don't. Yeah. Like for me personally, like I would rather you just not say anything than be like, oh, and she's single. Like, cause then it sounds like, (laughs) yeah, it's either like, line up here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you don't have to, you know list all of that like you don't need to you know if my you know because for a while it was oh yeah my brother and his fiance or his girlfriend they were together four years before they got married and then yes the youngest danielle she's dating dylan they've been dating for six years and then there's Kristen. And if they don't say anything, you assume I don't have a person attached. Right. Like, let the other person read between the lines. Like, you don't have to point it out and then yes. have to make some reason as to why I'm okay. Like, just let it be. And 
not snarkiness is starting the show. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, just it singleness doesn't need to or have to be justified Mm-mm. by anybody. And if you are listening and you you're thinking like, oh, I do that a lot, like maybe ask yourself like, why do you feel the need to do that? Yeah. Well, and I feel like there's this this almost like there's this idea and I have fallen prey to it. I will admit that of once you're a certain age and you're single and you've never been married, you start to say, okay, but why? Where, what's that thing that is like, oh, that's why they're single. And so I feel like there may be this subconscious need to be like, she's single, but don't worry. She's normal. Yeah. Like there's not a fatal thing. That's like, oh, I bet there's something there. And you know, I said this to someone recently I was talking about, I was like, I'm 35. I've never been married. And yeah, I'm always just waiting for the guy to like figure out what that problem is. Cause every other one has, but mm-hmm. no one will tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm aware of it. I don't need you to like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to the fact that because our parents generation got married so young that mm-hmm. if someone did get married when they were 35, it was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so normal now. Right. Like it's so normal for people to get married in their thirties and it drives me crazy when they're like, I've literally heard people like older people be like, Oh, he's 40. What's like, what's, what's the deal? And I'm like, why does there have to be a deal? Like what if, like I think about, um, I'm not going to say her name, but the sweet lady that y'all know that got like she got married to a guy who was a widower who had been married for, what, 20 years? I don't know. Years? I mean, he had grown children, so yeah. yeah. And, like, for like for her to talk about and be like, this was who the Lord had for me, but he had to go through all this other stuff mm-hmm. before he was ready for me, it had absolutely nothing to do with her. Yeah. She was wonderful. I've yeah. never met her, but I've heard <laughs> She's nothing. wonderful. But good things about this woman. Yeah. I can't wait to meet her at some point. <laughs> because she, every time somebody talks about her, it's just like, oh. Like, that's, yeah. that's what you hear. <laughs> and I'm so tired of people just assuming that, like, oh you're not you know married and you're over 25 what's wrong with you and people don't say it that bluntly but like that's the undercurrent of the conversation yeah or the questioning and I just don't think that's fair I don't think it's right I don't think it's kind and I don't think it's good I mean how many adjectives can I come up with I just don't think that's a good mindset to have or a good you know thought pattern to have because yeah. I don't think it's true well and it reminds me of um did you see the um the new little women yes did we go see it did you go see it with me no, or I saw you it with saw my with mom. mom okay blubbered like a fool <laughs> I yeah I, it'll get you I'm I will say we maybe we can put it in the newsletter if you haven't seen this version of little women you need to it's a twist on the traditional portrayal of it it's phenomenal but there's a part where joe is in the attic with her mom and i don't remember i don't want to i'm i don't want to i don't want to not to keep everyone knows the story of little women but i'm not gonna go into too much detail like what has just happened or whatever but she's like frustrated and she's venting to her mom and she i pulled it up here so i can read it and she says women she's like they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts and they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty and i'm so sick of people saying that love is just all a woman is fit for she's like i'm so sick of it 
and then there's like a pause and then she's like but i'm so lonely mm-hmm. and it oh i just cried I mean, when she said that i was just like <laughs> i feel for her i'm like yeah. i get that yeah because that's how it's seen of like okay there yeah there's more to it than that like there's more to being a woman there's more to being single like yeah we have brains and we have whatever and no one's questioning that like i'm in today's day and age in the church that's not something that's like no one would consciously question that yeah but with the way people push things the way people view like not being married that's how it seems it's like well there must be something wrong because that's the one thing you're here for and you can't manage to get that right yeah and I'm, I'm sick of it. Just like yeah. said, I'm so sick of it. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I'm like, but yeah, you're right. Cause I'm like, I, I still I'm, want it. I still want that. I can rail against it all I want, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like, but yeah, I am lonely or alone yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so it's a weird tension, tension mm-hmm. that you kind of live in, yeah. but all of that to say, no, I'm going to go watch Little Women. Yeah. Because it, gosh, it was movie. fantastic. I probably saw it like four times in the theater. See, I only saw it once. <sighs> I need to go back I mean, and I just, well, the way it was done with like the two different tellings of it and like the, there's like this past and future, but the like, the past is very warm. The future is very cool. Just like in the, the, the way the it's the cinematography. It. And the, yeah. The color and the costumes. <sighs> Y'all know I get into all of that stuff. Yes. It was just fantastic we I highly recommend gushing but you've got to go, go see watch it, it. yes yeah. all right okay. point three so, moving on wow <laughs> we're like the pastors we're gonna make them shorter and shorter <laughs> as we keep going um this one <laughs> well let's just spit it out online dating is not a prince charming catalog I reach it okay i feel like and it's more like a frog catalog on there <laughs> for me to, for you to know that no like so badly I wanted to show I think I did show my sister one time like do you want to see what this looks like and I did she was like oh yeah. I'm like yes this is not like oh here are the 14,000 most attractive people in the who country who have their lives together yes who love Jesus <laughs> who love the Lord and who aren't like dork holes and <laughs> just like because <laughs> that's the thing too the one thing I get the most from people is like well can't you just filter it god i wish and i'm like filter it on what please be normal yes. like i i've never found that as like a filtering criteria oh my gosh yeah but it's so true it's not that and i tell you i not too long ago it's been a while um i was talking to like my parents about something just, just not something but just like in general talking about dating and like it's so frustrating and how do you know what to do and blah 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 and i was like do you want to see what we have to deal with mm-hmm. and i because i i screenshot like Oh, really interesting. Bethany thing. has quite and the I send them to backlog. the girls. So I'm like, y'all. Oh my god. Anyway, so I just showed them a handful, and they were flabbergasted. Yeah, like absolutely floored. They're like, oh, like it was almost like not that they didn't think, not that they thought I was making it up, but like you were exaggerating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, yeah, no, this is this is our reality, and yeah, it's like the worst version of the Bachelor ever. It is. Yeah, it is. So, so yeah. just keep that in mind. If that's people. what you, if you out there are thinking, well, if they would just get, get online, online, then they would meet someone in no time. Because stupid eHarmony commercials tell you that somebody falls in love every 14 seconds or whatever it is. I literally got no. that text from my mom in a grocery store one time. Did you know? She's like, did you know that every eight minutes somebody finds love on eHarmony? And I'm like, good for them. <laughs> 
I'm getting chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my word. Okay. All right. Point four. So following up with that, it's not a matter of me just being quote unquote too picky. Mm. Preach Which it. I feel like dovetails nicely from the other one because it's not like you have this whole list of people that are completely perfectly compatible and you'll get along with great and you both find each other attractive and like whatever. And you're just being too picky because of these tiny little things. No, that's not it. I think if anything, a lot of girls overlook things they shouldn't because they've been told, Oh, well I'm just being too picky or I don't give enough grace or I'm looking for Prince charming or I, whatever. That's not, it's not a matter of that. Are there girls who are too picky? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But just because someone is not married, maybe they're a little older, they're trying to date, but it never works out. It doesn't automatically mean that they're being too picky. Mm. That's where you stop and say, hey, so what are you looking for? What are your standards? Let's look at this and see if they're reasonable. And if they are, girl, more power to you. You don't settle on those things. You hold to those standards. Be called too picky all you want to because those things that you're looking for are what a godly man should be. And that's what I want for you. And I don't care how long it takes amen that's what we need to be telling girls yes exactly <laughs> exactly i have nothing to add to that that was just so good okay um this next a, especially Kristen's favorite oh my gosh yes next point not every guy without a wedding ring is a potential date let me read that again not every guy without a wedding ring is a potential date the number of times Someone would say to me, oh, have you thought about so-and-so? Have you thought about so-and-so? I'm like, is the only qualifier you have is the fact that they're not married? Because mm-hmm. that is not all it takes. Yeah. And the number of times people are like, oh, I should set you up with this person. Or would you go out with this person? And most of the time, the answer was no. Mm-hmm. Going back to the picky thing. Not because I was picky. But because, like, it takes more than a guy being single for me to be like, oh, sure, I'll go out with him. Like, yeah, I have a few more qualifiers than <laughs> yeah. that. And that's okay. Like... I just, I would get so like frustrated, be like, oh, what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? I'm like, oh my gosh, can I pick somebody for myself, please? <laughs> One caveat there, maybe? I don't know. If there is some room for preference in this, if you like being set up, more power to you. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Um, I don't. I don't mind it. I'm like, you're like, there's things I want to know before I go out with some, I'm more of the thought, uh, which is totally fine by the way. Oh I'm yeah. Not, you know, I'm not oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I'm not saying that's, no. that's not how it should be. But for me, I'm fine. I'm saying, sure. I'll go out with him and figure out those things on that date to decide if I want to go out with him again. Yeah. I'm more fine with that. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say, that's true. That's if you point. are, it's okay. If you're not, it's also okay. But to the, the generation that has come before us, who this is to, know the people in your life well enough to know if they would like that or not. I was literally just about to say Ask the same them, thing. hey, um, I don't know if you like to be set up or not. It's totally fine if you don't. Um, and a- maybe even ask them that separate of an incident where you're going to be like, but I have this guy. Yeah. You know, just ask them in general. Um because if you lead with, hey, what would you prefer? Do you like to be set up? Are you okay with it? Whatever. I feel free to say, no, I'm really not. But if you lead with, hey, so there's this guy that works with my daughter's brother's sister's um, parakeet. Uh, 
really great guy. Um, would you want to go out with him? Then I'm in this really awkward place of saying no to this person mm-hmm. as opposed to just no to the idea of being set up. So it's a subtle thing, but it makes a big difference as far as like the comfortable comfortability level, comfort level, comfort level, yeah. whatever of the person that is potentially going to be set up. Yes. And I'll like add two things to that yeah. one as the person who is in the dating scene, Obviously, we're talking about pickiness earlier. Be picky in who you let set you up. Yes. I was very picky with who I let set me up. It was a very short list. Yeah. Um, Because I only, like, I knew who knew me really well. I knew who knew what I was looking for. And so I was picky on that. And if you're someone trying to set somebody else up, ask the question, like Bethany said. And just even before that, don't assume that just because you have, like, you're married and you have a single person in your life that they want your help. Yeah. That might be kind of harsh. I'm sorry. True. But like, I feel like it's just, you know, a lot of people who are married are like, Oh, it is. I am. I am. The, I have achieved mm-hmm. the goal that they are seem to be searching for. <laughs> um, let me help them mm-hmm. and they may not want your help. Yep. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. No, they may have not. other people helping them and you don't know that. So yeah, that's fine. Just so don't assume. And then if you really are like Ben, I'm like, oh, I have the perfect person for this girl in my church. Ask her first, hey, what are your thoughts on being set up? And then maybe the next week be like, so after our conversation, you said this, I was thinking, yeah, I have this guy. Thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, and last thing. Don't get your feelings hurt if they say no. This is not like something you need to take personally. Not rejecting you. Not rejecting (laughs) you. They're allowed to have preferences. So don't go in with, oh, like this has to happen. And they're going to get married. And they're going to get married. (laughs) If it doesn't work out, that's okay. Like you tried and then you move on. Yep. So ready? Yes. Okay. Speaking of moving on, on to the next point. Yes. Um, And this one, I don't know that it really needs, uh, needs much explanation. This is just a reminder um, that it's a reminder that reminding me that I'm not getting any younger doesn't help anything. That's such a terrible statement. You're not getting any younger. Yeah. Neither are you. Quit being so picky. You're not getting any younger. I'm like, excuse me. So now that I've, I'm of a certain age, I should just settle? Like, if these are not things you would tell someone 10 years younger than me that they should compromise on, then probably I shouldn't either. I like. I want to tell somebody that about like writing their will. Like an older person. Yeah. Like, have you written your will yet? I mean, you're not getting any younger. Like, <laughs> yes. I would never say that to somebody. Yeah. But the truth is, they're closer to death than I am. Oh, yeah. It's like, what's the, um, the, the joke that's like, every time you go to a wedding as a single person and all the old people are like, oh, sweetie, you're next. And like, what if we started going to funerals and saying that to all the old people? Like, oh, oh honey, you're next. What if it's so awful? You don't awful. know that. I mean, you can assume, but yeah. like, you don't know that. That's a terrible yeah. thing. And I know, obviously the connotation is very different, but oh, like, yeah. it's the kind point. of funny and dark, but kind of makes yeah. the point. And it's like, no, it's just... That's never a good thing to say ever. So, all right. Last point. Wrapping it up here. (laughs) There was something I wanted our moms to know. Mom's generation to know. Not my mom. (laughs) My mom knows this. My mom and I have had conversations about this. Believe it or not, there are actually perks to being single. And I think that this is another thing that our parents aren't super familiar with because they weren't single for very long. If they got married early. Right. If they were in that camp. Um 
My mom was barely 21 when she got married. When st- she was still in college. My mom was still 19. Right. Only for a month. Yeah, but she still. She was 19 when they got married. Yeah. My mom had two more years of college. Yep. My dad had just graduated and was about to turn 22. Um, And they both went from their parents' house to getting married and living with each other. Yep. And the whole like growing up and figuring things out on their own happened when they were together. Whereas for me that happened when I was by myself Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like there were a lot of like really fun things. I will never forget when I came home from Israel and my mom was like, you're getting to do a lot of really cool things that I never got to do. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm really glad you're like, finding ways to enjoy this because at first I wasn't I was like nope life is on hold (laughs) until I get a husband and then I was like no I'm not gonna just waste my time and just sit around looking at my watch until some dude walks in for me to do all the fun stuff and so like I have gone on trips I've done a lot of shopping a lot (laughs) um don't regret one bit of it yeah um and you know just the we've done episode on episode of like best parts about being single Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm not going to sit here and repeat all of those, but there are perks and it's not just like, Oh, your life's going to be miserable until you have a spouse. That is not the case at Mm -hmm. all. There are a lot of really good things. And there are a lot of really good things about being single for a while before you get married that I believe will set you up well for marriage. Yeah. And because you have had to learn to like, I didn't go straight from, oh, my parents are taking care of me to now my husband is. Right. And it's like, oh, no, I had to take care of myself and I had to pay my own bills. And like we talked about a few weeks ago, make all my own decisions and figure out how to fix the, you know, flusher on my toilet and like stuff like that, (laughs) you know, that I never would have had to do if I hadn't like, and I know that's a dumb example, but like. No, but it makes the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are things that you're going to learn being single for a while that you'll be really grateful for when you get married, it might make it a little easier once you're married than if you have to learn that while you're also learning this brand new person and you're learning who you are as an adult. Not to say that one's better or worse than the other. They're just different. They're different routes to take. But I think for the longest time, it seemed like, oh, the getting married young was the right way. And the less ideal way was being single for a while and then getting married later. And I just don't think that's true. I know that's not true. And there are pros and cons to both. I agree. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We would love it if you would share this, not just with your friends, but if you have a person in your life of a an older generation <laughs> that you think this would be uh, helpful for, for them to listen to, to spark some conversations, feel free to share it with them too. We would love that. And we hope that you have some really awesome, productive uh, meaningful conversations that come from stuff like this that we talked about today. So do that. We'll be back on Friday with another CouchCast Revisited. Yes. So stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.